Welcome to the podcast of Revival Fires. You are listening to Trevor Baker speak on Invited to a New Impartation. Do you need a healing touch from God? Come to our healing encounter on Saturday, the 5th of November from 4 p.m. Visit our website for full details www.revivalfires.org.uk. wants to move us forward. I'm going to be continuing the theme this morning on supernatural new things. Who wants new things? You know, and uh, I was saying to Sharon this morning, I, uh, she was telling me that, um, Trevor, you can't buy any more shirts because you have, how many do I have, Sharon? And, uh, and, um, but the thing is that this morning I made some room for new things and, uh, I'm taking a whole bunch of my shirts, um, to India, um, to give them to the pastors there. Listen, they've just got hold of transferable anointing, you know, and, uh, when you give it to them, I mean, they wear it believing that they're actually going to start preaching like me. You know? And uh, listen, with all the anointing, because we believe here that anointing of the Holy Spirit is transferable. The only thing that's not transferable is our journey. See, you can't walk my journey. I can't walk your journey. But there is an anointing. God puts the Holy Spirit upon us so that we can have something transferred onto our lives. But then it helps us with our journeying with God. And, um, and so I, I've just been making some more room for some new things. So, uh, you know, just look out for the new shirts when you see them. And, and also, I haven't just taken some of my old shirts. You know, I've taken some of my best shirts as well, just to bless the, the leaders out there. Because um, it's just the way I know that they just get so blessed when you give them something. And, um, but also, you know, that just opens up for me to just begin to talk again about supernatural new things. We looked a few weeks ago now, and um, as we were looking there... At the supernatural new thing from Isaiah 43, behold, I do a new thing, says the Lord. And even before it breaks forth, do you not perceive it? And it talks about forgetting the former things. Know the dwelling on the things of the past because of what God is doing. And we looked at that was God just bringing Israel out of a place of captivity, not doing it the same way as he brought them out of Egypt. And so sometimes God does new things, as I said. And I finished up by saying, you know, in Ecclesiastes, it says there's a verse that says, there is nothing new under heaven. And so you think, well, Trevor, how can you then talk about new things? You know, everything that has, everything that will be, has been. That's what the book of Ecclesiastes is all about. But then you go to the book of Revelation, chapter 21, and it talks there, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth coming down out of heaven. And I heard these words, behold, I am making all things new. And so in order to get hold of God's new thing, we have to have access 
to that realm that is above the natural realm. Because there's far more than what you just see. And so we're looking at how we can access the supernatural realm. See, the Bible tells us, and it gives us an, a wonderful, wonderful picture, that we're not just earthbound people. And we're not just heavenbound with that's a destination that we're going to. But we are a people that can know what heaven has so desired to take place upon the earth. And with that, we believe that God reveals his plans and his purposes to his people. Jesus said that we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Not when we die, but also while we are around now. As I say, it's not pie in the sky when we die, but it's steak on the ground where it can be found. You know, because we want to enjoy what God's got for us. We want to enjoy walking with God. You see, and I, I feel that so often God has us in places and then he wants to call us out of those places. And, uh, you know, and so for this morning, some of the things that I want to share with you is about God doing a new thing. It's about God taking a person's life and starting a new thing. See, some of you may think, well, Trevor, I don't know about my life. It's carried on this way. And I don't know how much new it can get. You know, I look at my life and I can see how I've messed up. Let me tell you, God is the God of fixing messes. Hallelujah. And, uh, and he's a God who always delights in order to restore. And so... What I want to pick on, the story I want to just pick on this morning that I feel God's given me for you, and that's the story of the anointing of David. See, God was going to start a new thing, a new supernatural thing. And the whole um, scenario before that is that Samuel has anointed King uh, Saul as king. And as he's anointed Saul as king, he has a good start, but then he falls. And God says, well, I've rejected um, Saul from being king. And I'm taking the kingdom and I'm giving it to one who is close by him. That was David. And there's more written about David than any other king apart from the Lord Jesus. And so here, as we, we look at... As we look at this um, message this morning, let me just get my note here. That I believe that God wants us to move out of the place where we can feel at times that we've been overlooked. I don't know what it's like in your life. I don't know what it's like as you've gone through life. I don't know what it is that you're reaching out to God for or that you're reaching out to something for that things might be different but sometimes we just see other people seem to be getting on, but we seem to be overlooked. And in that, we seem to be disregarded. And in the disregarded, we can become discouraged. It's not, easy, it's not hard for other people to start discouraging us. That's what it was like in the life of David. David was out in the fields as a boy looking after sheep. And his brothers were all military people. They were in the army. You find that just... A passage, a chapter afterwards, I'm reading from 1 Samuel chapter 16. And, and so from there, 
you see that it can be so easy that you don't come up to other people's marks. And because of that, you think that that's the place you're always going to be in. I've got great news for you. I've got great news that God wants to call you home and he wants to call you in to a new place. He wants to give you an invitation to come home. Hallelujah. Because it's in the house that we get anointed. And I'll explain that in a moment. You see, sometimes we spend our time outside. I believe when when I talk about the house of God, I'm not talking about this building. I'm not talking about the structures of churches. I'm talking about a group of people that make up the body of Christ. Because let me tell you this, the church is not about a building at all. It's about living stones. The Bible talks about we like living stones are being built together to become a habitation of the Holy Spirit. And so our lives together causes a corporate expression. And that corporate expression allows God to do more with us than he could ever do with us on our own. And so here with David, you see, he had to deal with being overlooked, disregarded. He had to deal with being insignificant. You know, so often we feel that other people can get promoted and we don't. Other people can seem to get healed and we don't. Well, let me tell you, good reports are coming. Let me just read to you this one report I had this week. And um, it's just amazing what God is doing. Let me just turn there for a moment. And here it is. Um, There was a woman who came to the meetings here. And uh, she said, I hit rock bottom. That's a good place to hit when God's there. And she said, and I mean a place of absolutely no options. My career, my identity, my savings, my ability to provide for myself were all gone. With my flat, which I'd been unable to sell since 2005 because the freehold had not been complete I'd not had the maintenance worked on them, and now it was being contended in the courts. I told God I wanted to resign as a Christian. Three weeks ago, I was prayed for at Revival Fires, the church in Dudley. The first night, their pastor prayed over me. I stopped asking God to rescue me. I stopped asking God why the Lyme's disease was eating away at my body. I asked him to thrive and not just to survive. And then it says the pastor prayed and the permanent damage in my brain caused by the Lyme's disease, the dysfunction all were resolved overnight. Hallelujah. I have had spec scans showing that there's no blood flow to the areas that look like holes. The toxins produced by the bacteria made um, other areas overactive. I woke the next morning with my brain fully functioning. I was then prayed for. Yeah, it gets better. I was then prayed for for the Lyme's disease the following morning. Listen, by now one of the ministry team. Not the pastor, not the person at the front, by one of the ministry team. Get hold of that. See, we need to operate together. It isn't one person, it's us together operating. 
living out our Christian lives. And she said the following morning, a team member prayed, I felt it lift off me like a weight being lifted. I got up off the floor and I was beaming. The Lyme's disease was gone. No reactions from the dye of the bacteria. They just disappeared. My energy system was back to normal completely. Um, I had the pages of symptoms. They've all disappeared. And I just want to tell God and give him all the glory. I've also received now confirmation medically that the Lyme's disease has left my body. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see, I believe there are good reports that God is about to release into your lives. I believe that God's got a good report. I believe God's got a good report for every one of you. I believe that God wants to move you from the place that you are, place of being overlooked and being called into a place of anointing. You see here this morning that um, I just want you to know, I did have, here it is, um, I did have just one or two things that I really wanted to share with you from this story. It says here, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I've rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. And it says, and you are to anoint for me the one that I indicate. I want you to put an indicator on your heart this morning. I want you to say, God, I'm here. I'm here to receive a fresh anointing of your spirit this morning. You see, here so often we can be out in the fields. We can feel that we're being overlooked. See, David was out in the fields looking after the flocks. And Samuel came. And when Samuel came, the first of David's the first of Jesse's sons, he had eight sons. And um, the first came along and he was tall and handsome. And, um, and even Samuel, you see, even though he was a prophet, he could get things wrong. See, we need to realize, we need to realize again that we need all the help that we can get. And so the first one comes and God says to him, no, I haven't chosen this one. And then he brings the second one in. And he says again, no, I've not chosen this one either. Listen to what it says. When he arrived, he saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointing stands before me. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. For I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't look on the things like man looks at. Man looks on the outward appearance. But God looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab. And he made him pass before him. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen him. Jesse then made Shimea pass by. The Lord has not chosen him. The Lord made all the seven sons pass by. And the Lord has not chosen this one. So he asked Jesse, do you have any more sons? I mean, when you've gone through seven, it's like, do you have any more sons? See, the one who's being overlooked in the field. The one who's being disregarded. The one who doesn't even have a place in the house when the prophet comes. The one who's out in the field. You see, God looks at 
how we are in the field. And he says, yes, I've got still one more. And he's tending the sheep in the field. See, I want to leave you with this this morning. How faithful are you in the field? How faithful are you in doing what it is that you've set your hand to do? How faithful are you in your place of work when the boss isn't there? Let's just bring it down to everyday terms. How faithful are you in your homes with regard to just how you live your life? How faithful are you? It's okay coming here on a Sunday morning and we can all look as though we're, you know, all spruced up, washed, cleaned up, looking great. But how are we in our homes? You know, and so I believe that See, there's this element of us needing to be faithful. Why? Because he who's faithful in the small things can also be faithful in the large things. See, it's how faithful are you? And here, you see, as he came by, we can be easily in the field and feel that we're stuck and we feel forgotten. We can feel that we're stuck by circumstances. That's why... Sometimes we need the prophetic. See, the prophetic isn't just about having a prophetic word over our lives. The prophetic is so that we can see beyond our present circumstances. And as we see beyond our present circumstances, we then get understanding and revelation from God and know how to overcome the present circumstances so that we can move into the things that God has for us. I believe one of the things that we're going to see over the coming months in the church here is God raising up watchmen on the walls. Let me tell you, Dudley needs watchmen who will guard the entry points into this town. It really does. This nation is at a point of such momentous um, change coming. And let me tell you this, it's not all going to be easy. I believe that. And that's not just because politicians are saying it. I believe that we're going through one of the most difficult times over the last 30, 40 years. But I believe we need to stand as watchmen so that we know what God is calling us, the church, to do. And I'm not talking politics. I'm talking us, the church. I'm talking us, the people of God, because it says the people who know God stand firm and are able to take action. And so here, I believe that we need to start becoming more faithful in being watchmen on the walls. There's an invitation to a new impartation of anointing upon your life. And it's not by might, not by power, but it's by my spirit, says Lord. We still have to move in that. It is not by the powers of words of persuasion. I know it's not. See, I know that the only thing that will cause us to move collectively together is when we are stirred by the Spirit, and it is the Spirit of God that's doing it, not because we're being cajoled into doing it. So I'm saying, God, so you need to realize the seats that you're on, let me tell you, have all been prayed for again. And I will continue to get them prayed over until God's fire is in your heart, not on your chair. Until this church becomes a fire 
that is like a raging furnace where God can sow, change and transform people's lives in this town. It is the only way. It won't be done from our fine programs of going out onto the streets if we do not have the prophetic word of God to go down and if we do not have the prayer cover behind us to go down. It really won't. Why? Because that which is not birthed in prayer, let me tell you, it won't be birthed at all. So I do believe that God is going to so cause us, fill your horn with oil. Be on your way. I have chosen. I believe that this is the chosen place of God. I really do. I believe that God wants to so bless this um, area through the church here at the ark. See, how will you respond in your heart? Will you respond out of that place of faithfulness? Can you see? Being faithful. See, the Bible says, be faithful in prayer. Listen, you may say, but Trevor, I pray on my own. Great. I pray on my own too. And, um, but there is something that takes place. There's a dynamic that takes place when a corporate group of people begin to pray and it's not just one person. See, the Bible says if two of you will agree together, touching anything, he'll do it in heaven. See, and that's where we come up again to the heavenly realm so God wants to bring it down. And so listen, it's okay. And that's why I'm saying I'm not cajoling you. I don't know what you got up to this morning at quarter to ten. Um, but there was a prayer meeting here. Um, I don't know whether it was the toast that was more important. Cornflakes. Um, Boiled egg, I could go on. Um, but you see, those circumstances could have stopped us really breaking into all that God's got for us. And I'm not just saying that. See, we need to become a corporate group. We have to break out of the individuality of the, the, um, the world view that we're in that everything is for the individual and start to see it as everything is for the community the community of God's people that's where it starts so we're not just isolated in our own little world but that together we move into that you see David was faithful in the field see how faithful are you how faithful are you in your walk with God Because it's important. You see, because God looks at our hearts. He's not looking at the outside. Let me tell you this. God doesn't look at how well I preach here this morning. He is looking at what I've done before I've got here. Because it's more important to God what I'm doing outside of this meeting than what I'm doing inside. Because it's outside of it when I'm on my own. When there's no one around, that's when I show my faithfulness to what God is doing. See, what about you as well? See, we all want to move out into a new place. And let me tell you, I do believe that God is releasing the Samuels. Do you know what the Samuels do? The Samuels create moments of change. 
See, I'm believing that even this morning you might pick up something, not from a point of being railed on, because I'm not railing on you, because I will still turn up here if I'm the only one turning up here. I'll, only, I'll still turn up here if I'm the only one with two or three others in the worship team. God says for two or three, but what would happen if there was a whole group of people beginning to see ourselves corporately rather than individually? Starting to see, I mean, how, how long would a building stay up if the living stones, if you started to take, extract stones out of the wall, how long would it stay up? Do you understand? How long would it stay up? How long would it stand if we took out the foundation stones? And um, let's, just be, let's just be clear. I'm just being real. I'm going away um, tonight, so you won't be able to get at, get at me. I'm just being real, you know, for you who are the, the leaders, the life group leaders of the church, let me just speak to you for a moment. You know, and with that, he who is unfaithful in the ordinary things, the worldly things, who will give to him the true riches? You see, I believe that God wants to release over this church such blessing. And listen, with opportunities, and it's not my um, quote, it's Winston Churchill's, but I have it as a um, silver medallion that um, I was presented. And on it, it says, with opportunity comes responsibility. See, the opportunity to run life groups, it is an opportunity. It's opportunities given to you. But there's also a responsibility that comes with that. And the responsibility is as the, the leaders, part of the leadership of the church, that we come together to pray together. You know, I've just been out in, um, in Texas with Chuck Pierce. And the thing, again, that I saw was just the prophetic prayer that takes place. And, uh, and I, I want us to be a church that moves prophetically in, in, um, in prayer. You know, and that we see the living stones of everyone. You know, that, that which every joint is supplying. Not just the few, but every joint is supplying. See, but I do feel that even today is a moment of change for us. Bringing us out. Bringing us into a new place. See, this day when Samuel showed up was no ordinary day. I want this to be an extraordinary day for you. That God might do something in your life today. And as he does it, you would realize it's not just another day. You would realize that a door opens and you're invited to come in from the place of obscurity, the place of being overlooked. The place of being disregarded. The place, see, the, the field is a limiting environment. Do you understand? He was limited just to that environment. When he received an invitation to come in, it was an invitation to come into the unlimited atmosphere of the anointing. See, when he was anointed with oil, he was coming out from that place. We don't hear that David ever returned back there. But he moved into the unlimited atmosphere of the anointing. And I believe that's what God wants to do with us. See, moments of change move you into your next level with God. 
See, I believe that some of you are ready to move into new things. See, a supernatural new thing. Do you think David was moving into a supernatural new thing? I mean, he was moving in big time. He was coming from looking after sheep. As I, as I was saying to um, some folk, that you know, being faithful in the field. It's so easy, isn't it, when you're in the field. Nobody's seeing you just oh, get the sheep out of the way. You know, you just give it a kick, you know. Nobody's watching. It's, it's on your little sheep. You know, what are you bleating, man? What are you bleating about, you know? Oh, shut up. You know? Because nobody's watching. But it says of David, with integrity of heart and with skillfulness of hand, he looked after the sheepfolds. That's what the psalm says about him. With integrity of heart and with skillfulness of hand. How did he learn that? By looking after sheep. And that's why you read the Psalms and you hear time and time again, we are the sheep of your pasture, the people under your care. You can see, it comes out of his experience. That's why he keeps going back to it. And just like he had been with the sheep, he realized that God would be with him. See, and that's, that's how we learn to pass on to others. And so here, this day, he was being called out. He was being brought in to move up to a new level. See, I believe that just like this woman here, new reports are going to be released over your life. See, there's going to be things that God releases and it's going to move you up into a level. Um, Ryan, can we put that picture on a moment? And um, as Ryan's going to get that, you know. That um, just to say this, and I could say this um, about a number of people, but I want to really honor um, Ryan this morning. And I want to honor him in this way that nobody sees, I mean, for most of you, you see Ryan up here leading worship. And, and he's a tremendous worship leader. And we have seen Ryan grow and excel in worship over probably the last. 15 years, Ryan. And, um, but you see, what you don't see is also when everybody's gone, for years, Ryan has just gone round, just locking all the doors, closing the doors up. I mean, how menial is that? Waiting for the last person to go, never rushing someone out from having their coffee, and then closing the doors. See, somebody has to do it. And um, you see, and it can be so menial. And you think, well, he's here, but there's these small things. And listen, it's got nothing to do, it's got nothing to do whether he's being paid to do it or not. Because you can do it, you can be paid to do something, as you know in your jobs, you can be paid to do something, and you could have the most stinking attitude that's out there. Yes? Or you cannot be paid to do something and you have the most generous attitude to have. See, it makes no difference. It's about how you are in what's being entrusted to you. And even in your place of work, whether it is you've been entrusted with a shovel because you're a builder, whether it's been entrusted with a computer because you're in administration, whether it's because you've been entrusted with figures because you're an accountant, whether it's because you've been entrusted with children because you're a teacher. Do you understand? Everybody has an entrustment. It's how we are in that. 
And so here, you know, next, in uh, three weeks' time, Ryan will be leading worship with um, Jesus Culture up in Manchester. One of the largest gatherings of young people. Why do I say that? Not to blow his trumpet, but I am blowing it. But to say this, when you're faithful in the little things, and as I said to him, I'm only saying to you what we've had many discussions in behind the scenes. When you're faithful in the small things, God has a way. When you think that you've written songs and you know, and it hasn't gone out there or it doesn't go and you've written, you've put a CD together, I'm just saying to Ryan, Ryan, just keep doing it. That's all you have to do. Just keep being faithful in what you're doing. Because as you do, people will see. A Samuel will walk by one day. And just a few weeks ago, a Samuel walked by and said to him, will you lead worship? Ryan has been a backing musician on some of the big sets around the country. Um, But in three weeks' time, he will be center stage, leading worship with Jesus Culture. Come on, give God praise. See, faithful in the small things. Release something in the larger. Just put that picture up now, can you, Ryan? You'll see a picture coming up here. And um, this was at, um, that's great, right? This was at Glory of Zion last week at the Global Spheres. And you see there Doris and Peter Wagner. Anybody heard of Doris and Peter Wagner? They're probably some of the most foremost leaders in the charismatic move of God. And Peter is virtually on the point of departing, which is going to take him into his final journey home. Um, he was taken out of, brought out of hospital two days before, and he comes, and this is him at his last meeting that he will be in. People have been praying for him, um, but they realize, they realize that he has finished his race. It's great when you finish empty. Do you know what I mean by that? You've done everything that you need to do. And, uh, and so he was there, And there was lots of people there. There was lots of um, incredible people who were at that meeting. Um, Senior leaders in the church. And at that point, you see, um, Chuck says, Trevor, will you come and stand behind Peter because you represent the nations that Peter has reached into over the last 40 years? And um, you see, again, you cannot... You cannot um, make that happen. See, and I say that it's only, as, it's only as we respond to the invitation. And I believe that God puts out invitations all the time. Okay, Ryan, you could take it off. But as I was standing over him, um, he has written about 80 books, I think, probably more than that. But as I'm standing behind him, I'm putting my hands on his shoulders and I'm saying, God, if... A mantle is passing because when you die, your anointing, the things that you've accomplished in life, doesn't die with you. Others can pick it up and they can take it into a new level. I hope you realize that. It's what we preach here. It's what we believe here. And so I put my hands on his shoulders as I was um, praying for him. And I just said, Lord, I just want to receive 
all that you have for me from this moment that you've given me to stand behind Peter and to lay hands on him as we just release him into his last journey. It was an awesome, awesome time. And um, you see, you can't, you can't do that. So it really underlined what I'm sharing with you today. See, there's times when Samuel comes by. And when he comes by, everything begins to change. See, I believe that God's saying you're needed in the house. See, David's in the fields and he says, hey, David. They come out running out to him and say, David, you're needed in the house. You're called into the house. You're being invited into the house, David. And so at that point, that is the only time where David doesn't care about the sheep anymore. Didn't say he left them. I don't know what happened to them. But David now goes to the house. You see, because he was needed. Let me tell you this. Blessing will pursue you. The key is being faithful in the field. And the blessing will pursue you. God is the one who determines your destiny. Not people. It wasn't his brothers. It wasn't his employers. It wasn't his father. It wasn't his qualification. It was his faithfulness. Turn to the person next to you and say, are you faithful? You have to answer that question. You see, because God looks on the outside. Blessing is going to pursue you. Be your best in the field. Excel in the field and in the small things. And as you excel, favor will come where you are. See, that's what happened. He was given an invitation because favor came to where he was. See, you don't chase promotion. Blessing will come after you. Position is more important where you are, not where you're going to be. So your position for the favor of God. David was just doing what he'd done for I don't know how many years, but he was just in the field being faithful and excelling at faithfulness. But something is going to change. And as it does, he moves into an unlimiting anointing. Today is no ordinary day. Samuel, I believe, is coming looking for you. I believe that God is coming looking for you. I believe that God wants to so put anointing upon your life. He has the oil with him. And it's not just a little dab that will do. He has got his horn filled with oil. That is a full measure. Because God rewards faithful service. How faithful are we? See, I want to be one that is known to be faithful. Faithful in what God's entrusted to me. Sharon wants to be a woman who's just faithful. Wherever God takes us, listen, next week I'll be speaking with thousands of people. But let me tell you this, this is where I'm faithful. Not when all the crowds are out there. Last week I was speaking to over 4,000 believers at one of the biggest charismatic events in America. But this is where I'm faithful, not there. That's just where God allows you to move into a new thing and a new level. 
the message I preached there, I probably preached it here better than there. So it's not about performance there. It's about being faithful here. And it's about being faithful so that you, as people, grow up into Christ and grow into a new place of maturity. That's what faithfulness is about. Because if we do that together, this region will be so blessed. See, I want you to know that the prophets are on the way. I believe that God is releasing words of destiny into our lives. I want to look in the coming weeks ahead. I want to look at the whole prophetic ministry because I believe God is raising the prophetic ministry over our lives. And will you be like David, faithful? See the anointing? You don't know where it will take you. You see here, Samuel, here again it is. He's just fast-tracking David. I like fast-tracks. I like God to move me from one thing to another. I will take the small steps, but it's great when God allows you to take a giant leap. And I believe that God wants to release anointing over your life. You know, if you're sick, let me tell you, God's got good reports coming. I believe there's reports that's going to be released that says, just like the woman with Lyme's disease, there is nothing left in your body. See, I believe that's just, One of the things. That's why it isn't just about a few people coming to a healing meeting. Do you understand that? It's about us standing together for healing. It's about us standing together to see this town of Dudley blessed. That's why we're going into the streets. It isn't just about harvest. It's about seeing this place called Dudley blessed. Well, it's not just a laughing name around the country. But it becomes a name of renown because God has stepped in. And we're here because God wants to do that. If you live in another town, that's the same for your town. But we're just here doing what God's called us to do. And I believe that God wants to release us into a new anointing. I believe the days ahead for us, God is going to cause us to move from the field to come into a place of new authority. That is where demons tremble just because you show up. Where sickness has to leave just because you show up. Where the supernatural realm of God begins to move because God is doing a new supernatural thing with you. So why don't you stand this morning as I pray for you? Because I believe this morning you need to be aware. I was going to pray for people this morning, but I just felt God just held it back. Because I believe that many of you are going to meet Samuels in your journey over the next coming weeks. People who will come and pursue you. And my prayer for you this morning is to so make you ready. So that when you're Samuel, when that prophetic word, when that place of anointing shows up, you are in the right place. You're not pursuing it. You're just being faithful where you are. Listen, if you're trying to pursue after something, let me tell you, just relax in where you are. Just relax in being the best where you are. Because let me tell you, God has already released what you need to move you into your next level. Lift up your hands this morning. Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for your love, your blessing upon our lives. We want to thank you that you are sending Samuels. You're sending the prophetic word 
into our hearts, into our lives. It's going to move us into the next level. It's going to move us on in our journey. And so we're looking for you to pursue us with your favor, Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.